Hello everybody, it is Michael, and in today's video, we are going to be talking about the team that has the fourth overall pick in the draft, the Toronto Raptors. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! What you preach, I guess about it talking trash. Now they want to pose with me like, uh-uh, not so fast. First, before anything, I want to give some context to why the Raptors struggled so much last year. Does this roster have clear flaws? Do they have things they need to improve on? Of course, but we need to give context to how just hard of a season it was for the Raptors. Every single game was an away game. They were not able to play on their home court, and that really sucked for them because these players are away from their families, and that is an extreme mental toll. You go away from having one of the most loyal fan bases in the NBA, uh, a fan base that shows up every single night to support you, and you're getting booed. You're not even getting cheered for on what is supposed to be your home court. That sucks. That sucks a lot. And it was just a really unfortunate season for them. Dealt with a ton of injuries as well. Things went about as bad as they could. And still at certain points they were around a play-in team. So I do not think this team is far away at all from being back to a playoff roster. Especially with getting the fourth pick. Let's talk about the players on this roster. First starting off with Pascal Siakam, who had a very weird up and down 2021 year filled with a lot of moments of frustration. He had that like streak where he just couldn't get a game winner to go. Every shot was rimming in and out. Uh, he was getting made fun of for making a spin move on every play. His three-point shot really struggled. And some of his issues as a number one guy got exposed. Pascal Siakam isn't a number one option. And I don't think that's a problem. I think he's a very solid number two option. And I think he could be a fantastic number three option. But he's still a good basketball player. Some people act like Pascal Siakam just sucks. Someone who can average 21.5 points, be more of a playmaker averaging 4.5 assists, and be a very good defender is still very, very solid. Even adapted to having play, uh, to play center at certain times during the year, which was definitely an important adaptation from them with all the issues they had at the center position. He deserves his credit. He isn't great. Again, he's not a number one guy. He's not that guy. But I do think he can still be a solid player and maybe a max is slightly too much. But he's going to be a long-term piece for this Raptors team. Fred Van Vliet had a near all-star caliber year. He was just very good throughout the entire season. His efficiency field goal percentage wise is always not going to look good. People need to get used to that because he takes a lot of threes per game. Over half of his shots come from behind the arc. And he was a solid shooter, 36.6%. That's very good, considering the amount of attempts and the amount of difficulty. So even though his percentages are never going to look great, especially field goal percentage, I do still think he's a very good player to have on this team. And they got him on a solid contract as well. Someone who can average nearly 20 points a game, a very good playmaker, and someone who's a really, really good defender as well. He's going to be a nice long-term piece. I like the duo of him and Pascal Siakam. Uh, and I think he's definitely a player who deserves a lot of credit. Still only 26 years old and still room to grow. I do think he can be an all-star player at some point in his career. 
Now let's talk about what is, in my opinion, the most underrated player in the NBA as a whole, OG Ananobi. He is so underrated for how good he is. OG Ananobi is one of the best defenders in the NBA. He is a defensive player of the year caliber defender, in my opinion. When we're talking about versatility, we always talk about Ben Simmons. We even talk about Bam Adebayo being a center who can uh, guard perimeter players quite well. But we never talk about OG Ananobi, who is someone who protects the rim very effectively for a wing, but can also clamp up most of the best wings in the league. And his offensive growth has been fantastic as well. There's still moments where I want him to take more shots. He's not a super aggressive player. He can still be more passive than you'd want him to at times, but he definitely grew in an expanded role last year where he's being forced to create for himself a bit more and being forced to take more shots. He shot six threes a game and shot nearly 40%, which is fantastic considering he was someone who was an all right shooter. He had some years with really good percentages, but he was never that much of a threat because he because he wouldn't take that many but now that he's taking six a game and he's shooting that well that is a really good sign he is just so underrated does not get nearly the credit that he deserves and i think a nucleus that includes pascal fred van vliet and og Ananobi, while that's not a core that's going to win a championship surrounded by a superstar player i think those are the perfect type of guys that you need so maybe their Kawhi Leonard comes along again and you already have building blocks alongside him who are all under contract for a good amount. I think OG Ananobi is a really, really special player. And the fact that he's only getting paid about $17.5 million on this contract is incredibly solid for him. So he's going to be great. And I just love what he brings to this team. I cannot speak highly enough of OG Ananobi. They have another one of my favorite players in the NBA as well, in Gary Trent Jr. They are going to have to pay him, which I do think is a big thing, but they were a big winner in the Norman Powell trade. With Norman Powell not even being that much better than Gary Trent, he's like, what, 5% better than Gary Trent? And with Gary being so much younger than him and them both being free agents, it made all the sense in the world for a Raptors team that was going towards a rebuild to pick up someone like Gary Trent Jr., who is a really, really nice uh, young wing. He is someone who shoots the hell out of the ball, is one of the most confident players I have just ever seen. Like He has that J.R. Smith confidence where sometimes it can even be a little bad just how confident he is. Solid defensive wing as well. And I really want to see them get him on a long-term contract because I think he's yet another really good piece in the nucleus. And with them likely drafting uh, Jalen Suggs, not even likely, they're going to draft Jalen Suggs, let's be real here. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the best six men in the NBA for a while now. Going back to what I said about that J.R. Smith confidence, maybe he can be a six-man of the year like J.R. Smith as well. I think Gary Trent Jr. is really, really special. Chris Boucher was someone who had a near most improved season for them. He was very, very good last year. While I don't think he can be a starting center, just due to how frail he is and due to him not being able to take the wear and tear of a season where he's going to be having to face guys like Joel Embiid throughout an 82-game season, I do think he can be one of the best bench players in the league. He just brings so much energy immediately to the game, can block shots very well even 
even if he isn't a super great defender. Shoots the three ball well, too. Uh, I just think he's a really nice piece for this team going forward. And yet again, I think he can be a great great bench player and bring a lot of value uh, to this roster so I definitely want to see him uh, after this season's over where he's only getting paid uh, seven mil be extended he is a bit older than you would think he's 28 years old uh, but I do like what he brings to this team and do think he can be a piece for them at least for the next couple of seasons Talking about who they drafted in last year's draft, they drafted Malachi Flynn, who was one of my favorite sleeper players in all of that 2020 class. I think he was a very underrated player, and he had an up and down season, full of good moments, full of bad moments, but uh, showed potential no matter what. His efficiency was pretty rough. He only shot 42% on two-pointers. That is bad, straight up. But I do think he has a ton of potential for this team going forward. And I think... Uh, a backcourt off the bench that includes potentially him and Gary Trent, that's really exciting. and That really brings a punch. When he started to start games at the end of the year with Kyle Lowry being injured and with them basically giving up on the season, he showed a lot of really nice signs and a lot of the sh stuff that he showed in college that made him one of the better PGs in the 2020 draft. So I'm really excited about the future of him and I think he can be a really good bench piece for this roster going forward. Only 22 years old and has a lot of room to grow clearly got much better with experience and i think he's going to have a great second season now talking about that fourth pick they are going to be taking jalen suggs out of gonzaga if they stay there jalen suggs is someone who i like a ton love the energy he plays with love the just fight he plays with every single night he's always diving for loose balls always making energy plays for his team and i think he's going to be to this team what kyle lowry was for such a long time and that's really exciting with kyle lowry on his way out getting someone who can immediately replace that role as the leader on this roster was very important and i think he's going to be a great pick for them but i could see them trying to trade up as well i don't think there's a single scenario where they trade down but trading up is something i could see them doing and if somehow they could trade up to the second pick and get evan mobley oh my god that was my pipe dream on draft lottery night was the raptors somehow landing evan mobley and them getting four puts them into the position where potentially they could do that let's say the rockets want to trade down get some more value and they don't think the drop off between mobley green and suggs is that much let's say that happens you could make a trade you could trade the number four pick, maybe Malachi Flynn, uh, and maybe trade some other stuff as well. I don't know what that stuff would exactly be. I don't have a trade right here, but I do think that's an enticing option. And if that's there, I would definitely try and do it because I think Evan Mobley is a generational defender and putting a front corn out there of OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and Evan Mobley with uh, good backcourt defenders as well in Fred Van Vliet and in Gary Trent Jr. would give the other team absolute pure hell. Playing against a Raptors team that had those guys would be terrifying. And I think that's a team that is a legitimate playoff team immediately just by getting Evan Mobley. I think he's that impactful. And going forward, the versatility, the creation, like that team is terrifying. 
So if they could somehow facilitate that, that would be awesome. But I do think the more likely scenario is that they get Jalen Suggs, which is a big W as well. Now talking about free agency, they have most of the guys they're going to have on this roster going forward under contract, which is very nice. They have Pascal, they have Van Vliet, they have Ananobi, and they have Malachi Flynn. The only guy you're going to need to re-sign is Gary Trent Jr. And he's definitely going to demand some money, but I don't think he's going to demand too much where it's really going to be that much of a problem. The only thing is is if you are going to be able to facilitate a sign and trade for Kyle Lowry. I think it's very clear Kyle Lowry is out the door. He is someone who is going to not be on this roster going forward, which I think is in the best interest of both of them. Their time together was fantastic. They won a championship. Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptors player in their history. But at a certain point, it's time to separate, and this time is now. So if you can facilitate a sign-and-trade, that would be awesome. Uh, but he might just leave as well. Uh, I do think a sign-and-trade potentially with a team like the Clippers, you could get Luke Kennard, a nice shooter to have off the bench. That could be something potentially that would happen. Uh, maybe he goes to Miami and you get something there, even though they have cap space, so they could probably just get him straight up. Uh, maybe he goes to a team like the Dallas Mavs, and you could probably get something there as well. Uh, no matter what, I just don't see him on this roster going forward. But again, it's been such just a great time that they've had together. It's been such a successful error, and I think it's just time to move on. Hopefully, you can extract uh, whatever values left in Kyle Lowry in free agency. Uh, you'll also have some expirings, which you should be excited about. Rodney Hood is on a non-guaranteed contract. You just drop those guarantees, and he's not on the roster going forward. He gets to go to try to contend with a team. You let go of Aaron Baines because he was awful for you last year. You'll have Stanley Johnson on an expiring as well. And you free up a nice little bit of cap space. It's still not a ton, uh, especially considering that Pascal and Van Vliet are going to be making $50 million combined next year. And then you'll have OG Ananobi on his six. $16 million uh, dollar contract, Chris Boucher making $7 million. but you'll at least have some money, and I would just take swings on young players. Obviously, don't throw out any dumb contracts, but maybe take some swings on some restricted guys or some guys who are unrestricted that just haven't panned out. Like, I would try and sign someone like, uh, say, Harry Giles. You know, he has a lot of talent. He just hasn't panned out. I feel like situations haven't gone his way. Uh, just try and like make little moves like that. And no matter what, you're going to have a really good core going forward. Uh, the only thing is, if you can't get Evan Mobley, you need to figure out who your center is. Uh, I do think there's some solid center options. Maybe if uh, Evan Mobley goes to Cleveland, maybe you land Jared Allen somehow. That would be awesome. Jared Allen would be amazing in Toronto. Uh, maybe you land someone like Rashawn Holmes from the Kings who's going to be a free agent. I really don't know what center they'll be able to get, but they just need to get some size, at least for one year, until they finally find what is going to be their actual franchise center. Because there was just nothing at that position last year. You're being forced to play players who just aren't that good. Uh, much more minutes than they should. Like, Kem Birch was legitimately a massive pickup for them. And I like Kem Birch. Kem Birch is cool. He's solid. But that was, like, a big pickup for them just because they needed anything to throw out at that center position. Because at certain moments, man, center was just awful for them. So hopefully they find that going forward. And I think the Raptors are a playoff team shortly. I like what they're building over there. Uh, I think they're doing a nice job of having a retool 
and this was their real rebuild year now they just continue to retool continue to have their young players develop and now that you'll be back in toronto in front of those great fans i think you'll be a playoff team or play-in team yet again like the future of the toronto raptors quite a lot and think uh things are very very bright over there that has been the video it's been michael peace out